Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that's how I am doing, Aviv. How are you doing? How it's it's been a little it's been like a week, week and a half since we recorded last? Yeah, it's been it's been a week ish. Um I'm doing well. I saw he's all that. It was bad. I'm now back in Boston at Emerson. Wait, entertainingly for the bad? Like should I don't see know. so bad? I don't think so. One star on Letterboxd. Oh, okay. So just bad, bad. Not worth the time to watch. No, not really. Okay. Um, but I do have a, a Rubenstein recommends. But but so um, there's a new show on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building, and isn't it so good? Do you know who is a supervising? Pro- Are you watching the credits of this? No, friend of ours since junior high school, Rob Trabowski is a supervising producer on that show. No fucking way. Yeah. So a, a, that a, is. Uh, crazy and awesome yeah. congratulations to him yeah very proud of him he's he's writing on season two right now and i've been texting with him uh and this this will probably get cut out of the podcast especially because i don't want to get him in trouble um oh but this is so i sent him i'll just read you the, our conversation so i said uh happy pre- premiere day on tuesday and after watching a couple episodes i said well the show is great he said thanks i'm glad you like it it's not svu to be honest and i told him honestly i was like it's closer to svu than i was expecting for real and i told him that the pilot was really good and then i was starting episode three and he said if you venmo me ten dollars i'll tell you who the killer is no don't though and then he says no i can't not for 10 but for 12 still no how much did that number keep going up? Where did it get? Uh, what did you pay? I said, uh, there are twists and turns. I, I told him that I was excited for kind of the big reveals at the end of the first episode. And he said, there are twists and turns ahead, my friend, all of which I can tell you about for just $15. No, I can't. <laughs> it's going to say his sense of humor hasn't changed over the years. Yeah, just exactly the just same. Just exactly the same. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. There you go. Good for good for Rob. I feel, I'm yeah. very proud of him. And the show is like really good. Like yes, very, that's, very good. That's a Rubenstein and Reuter recommends on that one. Uh, it's very, very good from the uh the first three that are out at this point. Yes. Oh, 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 I there was I knew that there was something I wanted to share with you. So we've been we've both been out of the Philly region for a while now. Yeah, for at this point, it's probably coming up on half of our lives. 
Yeah, uh, just about. So I got a, a sandwich for dinner today at a deli called D'Agostino's. Oh, boy. And I called it a sub, Matt. Mm. I don't know about that. It's the first time I felt so dirty. I mean, I don't have as vile of a reaction to that anymore. But <laughs> I was... I. I was in a rush, and I didn't want to have to explain myself. <laughs> uh, was it good, though? Oh, it's delicious. Degasinos is great. There you go. So you focus on the good. The first time I was ever in there, I ordered a turkey hoagie, and they booed me. They booed you? Now, see, that's, yeah. that, that I don't care for. I was wearing my Eagles sweatshirt, and they that, booed me. You know what? It sounds like, Aviv, it sounds like booing you, kind of fucking around. <laughs> They might have to find out. On their little thing, it says sub, hoagie, grinder, hero. It's like it's, it's on the list. Hero and grinder, those are right Wrong. out. Wrong. No. Yeah, grinder is toasted. That's, it's not anything. It's nothing. It's a nothing. <laughs> it's it a does nothing. not exist. It's a mistake. Hero? Hero? Come on. A heroic hero? sandwich. Get the fuck out of here with that. Looks, looks like a big schwanz. I mean, depending on the sandwich, I suppose. Oh yeah, if, I'm assuming like a like a hoagie roll. Right. Yeah. Okay. Any hoagie roll looks like a schwanz. You yeah. name a hoagie that doesn't look like a dick. I mean, meatball I suppose... looks especially like a dick. <laughs> um. Yeah, I suppose you're right on that. I guess. Win. <laughs> one take. for one for a V. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. What are we doing tonight, man? Uh, we're reviewing and reviewing season nine, episode twelve of SV. This one, I don't even know, man. This I don't know what this conversation so is going to be like tonight. One of those requested episodes, and I'm like, I mean, like I get it, but like, whoa, god, I, it has. It's 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 it. This is going to be interesting. Uh, but before we get into breaking down the episode, we are going to head to the mailbag first. Yes. Aviv. Uh, so we, would you like you me wanna... to take the, this one? Sure, if you would like to. The, the email, I mean? Yeah, go for it, because I actually didn't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is from listener Sam, AcidBase32. He says, hey guys, I seem to have left more questions than, answer, than answers with my last email about blowing Really, Sam? You don't say! The golf cart, in quotes, was a diesel Polaris Ranger. I attached a photo of a similar one. Oh, I'm aware of what those are. Uh, yeah, that golf cart, Sam? Golf cart? Lo- so, so, listeners, it looks like a Jeep wh- where the body has been taken off. Yeah, it's like an off-roading yeah, 4x4 so vehicle. They can get up to 50 miles an hour, and we set up a tripod in the bed of the, the quote-unquote golf cart with our friend Kathy, who is our camera operator for the scene. On the ranch, we use this Polaris to ride fence, which is basically doing a perimeter check of the property fencing to check for holes or down posts. It was a 4x4 and had the pickup bed, so we were able to throw a load of tools to fix shit on the fences or just meander around the property where our trucks couldn't get to. As for the explosives, so, it turns out, M80s have been illegal since 1966. <laughs> Along with cherry bombs and M100s due to the amount of explosives within the shell. So I may have to go down the apology trail on that as I was misinformed when we filmed the explosion. I actually don't know what we, explosives we used. They looked like M80s, and they blew up like an M80 would, but no idea if it was or not. Good they were way to walk that back. That they illegal. were home homemade pipe bombs, apparently, Sam. Well, because from, 
from Sam's previous email. About pipe bombs. Well, he continues. Brandon's dad was a bit of a prepper, and he's the one that gave them to us, so they could have been illegally obtained M80s from Mexico or some homebrew concoction. Either way, Sam, this doesn't sound good either way. We ended up using a few a couple years later to blow up a toilet in the high school. What? The, the the camera this is this is even funnier to me the camera we were filming with was a flip cam sam sam what the fuck man really you're doing all this fucking pyrotechnics for a flip camera i mean did like how what were the what did the dailies look like on this sam i can't wait to see them when he digs them up uh for some of the shots and eventually we got a newer sony handycam from a pawn shop at the time it was awesome because it could write to the mini discs instead of a tape this was 0708 so before any of us had smartphones easily available to us uh to call 911 that i added that uh, not him the footage i have been trying to find for years now but i think amongst various backups drive data changes and everyone moving all over and us losing touch over the years the footage is probably lost at this point it's unfortunate because i would love to take a look at it nowadays and compare it to a few other explosions i've seen (laughs) sam what other explosions have you seen i mean as as always sam as you started this email it's it's just setting (laughs) up for the next one To answer the question about locations, unfortunately, once property values skyrocketed from everyone moving to Texas, the whole ranch community in that area got bought out by a developer, and the ranches were used. The ranches we used for filming are now subdivisions. However, at the peak of the ranch, we had a hundred head of cattle and about ten to twelve horses. After I moved away to college, the animals were sold as my folks started preparing to sell their property. Sam, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, bummer. I think. I'll, yeah, I'll have nope, to fill my, fill my Western somewhere else, Sam. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Burn. Um. So from our Twitter. Okay. So. Uh oh. We had a our White Lotus episode. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh god. I don't know so, what direction this is gonna go. The way you just said that. So this is from Diogo Cascojo One. It's a thread. Oh God! Okay, are we are we getting are we getting taken to task here or no? Okay, Diogo says I hated with the White Lotus so much <laughs> with a passion. First of all, it shouldn't be called a comedy. Furthermore, even as a satire, when almost every single character is a piece of shit, including and especially the two teenagers, who cares? I kept siding with the characters of the show that the show seemed to hate the most. True, the young married guy is a self-involved piece of shit, but how pissed off would you be if you broke the bridal suite and it was occupied? I hated the concierge guy. I hated almost everybody. Six hours of white people suck. Am I right? We're enough. I didn't understand how Alexandra Daddario's character didn't know the guy she married beforehand. I didn't understand why she chose to stay with him as if she had no choice. Also, the big takeaway from the show is not revelatory at all. People are self-involved pieces of shit. Yeah. Also, is this the first time we ever see a full bit of a guy taking a giant shit into a suitcase? Progress, I guess. I can't believe this got some traction as a good show. I can only assume it cut through 
because of shortage due to the pandemic. I feel the same way about Tiger King. Uh, by the way, no, I'm writing this I don't know listening about that. to. They rushed Tiger. I think Tiger King was like a phenomenon because we were all at home watching Tiger King. Oh, I mean, I agree, but it still was 10 times more entertaining than fucking White Lotus oh, was. That's true. By the way, I'm writing this while listening to the episode. Glad to see you and Matt made some of the same points. Last point. It's not the last point. Some <laughs> of the language in the show bothers me. The friend says the daughter would always side with, quote unquote, her tribe. No shit. It's her family. What was she expecting? How would, are those two teenagers friends? They seem to be at odds from moment one. Diogo, have you met teenage girls? Uh, teenage girls, that's just generally, you add fucking, like, hoity-toity you know, rich people, yeah, that's that's a whole other fucking level. Yeah, of- and, so, and so I, like, both agree and disagree with this point. Like, yes, of course, Sydney Sweetie's character was always going to side with her quote-unquote tribe or family, and Sydney was keeping this girl of color around her neck like a purse or whatever, but, like... The fact that she postures as this progressive only to sell out her friend so immediately is like just another one of those white people suck things. He goes, I lied. This is my last point. It still isn't. Mike White is a man of privilege. It's super easy to write a show like this and make a point that white people suck when you're one of those rich white people and you don't have to change your ways. I bet you've said this in the same conversations that you've had. I have kind of, I don't, I like, I know that Mike White is a, it was the guy that wrote school of rock and he's like you know uh, it's it's not revelatory coming from a white dude uh diogo says i think my white did not want the audience to agree with the white characters but i found myself agreeing with them a lot okay of course an argument Mm. could be made that you should let go of the petty stuff and enjoy the sun and surf but people aren't like that even though connie Britton is rich Shouldn't she be pissed off that someone broke into her room and tried to steal her jewelry? The whole idea of the theft that the, that the theft served as reparations for what happened before is kind of sick to me. So, yeah, I mean, we also talked about this a little bit. Like the plan is bad and is not like like Paula says that th- he should steal their shit because of reparations or whatever, but like I don't know if we're supposed to buy that. And you know whatever and um, as someone that was just i mean not to this level but like who was just most recently uh the victim of having like all of my camping shit like you know at the end of the day my stance on that was like yeah that sucks like don't steal my shit like i'm not happy about that and i would love to see the person that did like actually be caught and serve some sort of have get some sort of consequence for that action it's not gonna happen because that's not yeah. how the world works but at the end of the day I also have insurance, and all of my shit is, I got it back. I'm going out backpacking this weekend. Like, yeah, yeah you're that's wrong. What you like, think. we're not ki- <laughs> right. Just <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Like, we're getting ready to leave last time, and then boom, again, robbed of all the camp stuff. No, so <laughs> they like, just steal the apartment building. So your point of being like, should we just be okay with them getting robbed? It's like, no, you're missing the point. Like, no, that still sucks, and you shouldn't do that. But to what you were saying in the episode of Eve when we were reviewing, is like, what they really gained out of that is learning to be happy because of whatever the fuck happened there. They didn't actually need it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter to these people. Because, like, if if either one of our parents had a piece of $75,000 jewelry, like, that they ever wore, it's like, you would know. 
Yeah. If it was you had something worth that in the house, like you and I would know. The fact that it's like just a whatever thing that Steve Zahn has to explain and, to his son that he, he bought because he cheated on her or whatever. Like and it just also, shows the excess of all of this. And he also bought bought those specifically to get his wife to love him again. Yeah. Right. So so that money is gone. And he could have turned that transformed that bracelet into a thing, into not a bracelet, but into his wife loving him again by allowing the theft to happen, right? Or, you know, fighting the guy off and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and that does happen, right? He and his wife reunite, but he still gets the bracelet back, even though he doesn't need it. He wins twice, which sucks. Um, so, yeah, so we're not, we're not condoning the robbery. <laughs> I am definitely condoning the robbery. Uh, the last thing he doesn't condone is the idea posited by the friend Paula that the young son has to step aside now because it's time, it's other people's time to eat. And those are quotes from the show. Um, yep. Well, you know, I, mean, I think you hated make it, a, I guess. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of good points. Um, I definitely hate the the white people more than you it seems like but you know continuing on at superfan lily oxeth says what on earth is white lotus is it akin to big white lies ladies big little lies big little big little fires everywhere no that well that's i think it's just little fires i don't know i've seen neither <laughs> um, so, I, don't so know. I told her i told her it was the hbo show and she said from your gust sexplanation it sounds like the cecil hotel death of elisa lamb oh for the love of god i mean explanation my phone is getting worse i dropped it in a porta potty yesterday at Ew. a massive oh. charity event and had to drag it out with my hand nope 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 under no circumstances that is a straight up that's a you take that you take the l on that one and you shamefully march to whatever store and get another phone <laughs> the apple store ew fucking um, ew at ew jillian at jillian rose says matt saying what is this episode gives me life oh well, well just wait until later mm-hmm. this very same episode uh, at Superfriendly Oxeth says Tyson's Taco Gate 2021 searched by the Texas fans is fantastic. My <laughs> God, Aviv, six years and it took 10 seconds for even me to find that place. And I'm on an island. I'm on an island. <laughs> they sh- That's a pretty good joke. I mean, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, you, you, hats off on that one. That was very, that very was well good. executed. Very funny. Um, a tip of the cap. So at at button zero nine nine zero says if Liv is a, is of Stabler's imagination, explain how Liv is sustained and becomes the captain after Stabler leaves, and while he lives in and while he lives in Italy before returning, he goes to Italy. I'm curious to see where you'll take this. Well, I I feel like I have it's I have pretty uh, self explanatory. I have I so do I. And you ready? Here I think here's what it is: magic realism. Yeah. Well, so there's Liv Stabler who is real, and I'm sorry, Olivia Benson who is real, and Alizia Benson who is part of his figment of his imagination. You can tell because they have different size, different length hair. There you go. Her hair doesn't change in this episode, and no Stabler. So really, it's kind of SVU just kind of turns into the movie Multiplicity. 
Yes. Because Stabler doesn't... <laughs> where Stabler is actually... Uh, fucking... What's her name? Andy McDowell? Andy McDowell, because she doesn't know... Or he doesn't know which Liv is Liv. He just... it's Everything's all inconsistent in his mind. Like well, speaking a copy of a copy. Exactly. At, at Fulberto says, Matt really loved comparing that episode where Kathy gives birth to Grey's Anatomy or ER, but it's also reminiscent of an old show called Emergency, starring a certain young blonde man who wound up on an island while also selling rare books to Chester Lake. And this is the guy from the Avatar episode. Yeah, there was also, uh, I, f- I remember that show. Oh, wait, no, they redid it recently. Never mind. I'm sure you're referring oh, to the original. Yeah, okay. At Enrique Trouble says, in other news from people we hate, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> this is in response to a tweet that I tweeted yesterday saying, I've said it once and I'll say it a million more times. Fuck Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, here we go. So Joe Rogan got COVID and has been pushing this ivermectin shit on his show and released a video saying that he's taking ivermectin and prednisone and vitamin D and whatever else, and but definitely not getting vaccinated. Um, and so Enrique Trouble says, in other news from People We Hate, the likely new host of Jeopardy defended Bean Dad against charges of anti-Semitism. Dude, here's the thing. I actually don't give that much of a shit about Jeopardy, but watching how this has just been... They're just... An unmitigated disaster is I. It's just it's like in a bizarre way. I'm I'm just fascinated by this. It's like you. So you had you hosted essentially tryouts for this. Decided to go with no one that you tried out and just went with the dude that was the producer of the show. Discovered that was a mistake. And like, who is this lady also that like has now gotten into fucking hot water for being was she like an anti-vax or mask like something where they're like oh fuck the two people it's like oh shit the two people that we picked are fucking toxic well it's it's not just two of them because ken jennings who's the person that right yeah enrique trouble is talking about yeah is was the likely do jeopardy host but um due to bean dad purposes yeah so this is from yahoo news Quote, in the lead up to the episode's airing, fans resurfaced some of Ken Jennings' old tweets. Quote, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair, which is a a, a tweet from him from 2014. I, you know, with that out of context, I actually don't even know in context if that's, but it's just an odd thing to hear someone just read. Yeah, uh, but also like, like what, <laughs> or to what say. would be the... What would be the context where you would where you would just wake up and you'd be like, I'm going to just ruin my career today. <laughs> well, again, the thing is, at the time, nobody knew that that would eventually ruin your career. Yes. Um, and another yet another reason why I don't have a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Never tweet. Instead, I have a podcast where I say all the things that would probably be controversial and just record in your it, own rec- voice. Record me saying it and say and just broadcasting it to anyone that wants to listen. Totally different than tweeting, though. I also I also want to stress, like, people are complicated. And, like, I am, you know, as, as I want to cancel fucking everybody. Don't say dumb shit. I've said plenty of dumb shit. But, like, people are complicated. Your, your favorite musician could also be an abuser. Your favorite actor could also be uh, in a cult. Like, 
we, you, we have to allow that people have multiple layers to themselves and give, I, I don't think that we give anybody passes, but it's like, this bean dad thing he is he is he said a bunch of anti-semitic shit which like i find personally offensive because i'm jewish but he also like i was thinking about this last night like wrote one of my all-time favorite songs and i have to like reconcile that that someone capable of hate can also be capable of creating something beautiful and vice versa so it's like uh we i don't know everything's all fucked up Never it just tweet. feels like these days, statistically, we anyone in America seems it's it's one of two things will happen to you. Apparently, I, I'm putting this out now. There's a high likelihood one of the two things, the following two things, will happen to to everyone in this country if they have not already. You will get COVID, and you will be canceled. Yeah, it's like the new or, Andy Warhol thing. We'll yeah, either have we'll have 15 minutes of cancellation, right? Like. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like at this point, since we're 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 just fucked with this virus, it's like everyone's gonna get it. But if you somehow don't get it, odds are you'll have said some shit on social media. Yeah. Twenty years ago, that someone's gonna find offensive today, and like you're gonna piss a bunch of people off, and you're gonna have to deal with that shit. It seems like that's just what's gonna happen. So, okay, that's kind of yeah. what I like about the fact that all of the controversial shit that we have has been gradually doled out in hour to two hour increments 250 <laughs> times so it's just it's a school of fishes principle like it's too many episodes for someone to go through to give a good scrub to like should we hire matt for this job i don't know let's listen to the 200 and a half 300 <laughs> hours of his podcast yeah i mean so three quarters of which is just them rambling on about nothing <laughs> I think I think that there are zones of cancellation, right? Like like rapists and murderers just like I wouldn't even call that canceled. Those are crimes. Just go to jail. <laughs> and then there's the like I said something dumb on Twitter cancellation with like I think that the the I, I when you're in that zone, I think you're never really beyond saving until you refuse to apologize. And then you just like dig your heels in and that's what like makes the twitter mob come for blood you're obviously never gonna please everyone all the time but like had you know like james gunn oh right james gunn made a couple rape jokes on twitter in like 2011 and then got you know there was a hit job on him on twitter and he got fired from guardians of the galaxy he issued an apology he seemed actually contrite about the shit that he said and did and they gave him his job back and he's fine and no one's like still pissed about that. What well, Disney might be. Well, but why? Why is this like I, he might have? He may have ultimately gotten more money um, after getting let go of his contract and then rehired. But like, uh, kind of all's well that ends well. And he had to apologize, and he should have apologized. It's like not cool to talk about people's trauma like that. But like, should it ruin your entire life? No. No, I mean I'm with you. I'm just saying that's just yeah. not how it goes a lot of times. <laughs> Yeah, it's not how it goes a lot of times. Um, but I think I think when people dig their heels in and are like, "I, I free speech, I shouldn't apologize for anything." Like, well, I, I think mean, that's look, when them- I, it's it, for me, it's a fine line though, because it's like if it's because if it's always that, then it's always the wisdom of the mob, and I don't necessarily oh, yeah. agree with that. It's just everyone is just going to forever be held hostage by a fucking Twitter mob. And the one thing I'd like to highlight to people is that Twitter is not real fucking life. No. As much as people want to think, oh, well, this is happening on Twitter. It's like Twitter is not real fucking 
life. Go Something outside like occasionally <laughs> and interact with yeah. the actual world. That is the real world, not fucking people that talk in 280 character screeds. So, like, to everyone, other... calm the fuck down. Do yeah. people have shit that they have said in the past that they should probably apologize for? Absolutely. Including the people coming for the people that they want them to apologize. Yeah, yeah, glass houses. The it's other the thing whole, is... like, lack of self-reflection in these mobs that bothers the shit out of me. Do yeah. I think people should be held accountable and be like, this is fucked up? Just if something is fucked up, absolutely. If there is perhaps context that needs to happen in terms of shit was more acceptable in the past than it is now, should a person apologize? Probably, if you realize like you said some shit in your past and you can have a moment of self-reflection. Do I think we should all be scared of the Twitter mob? No, I don't. That I that shit I don't agree with. I think this is this train has become a runaway train at, in certain instances, not every instance. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that you're absolutely right that Twitter isn't real life and. The the stat is like only ten percent of the country even like uses Twitter regularly. So there's like no way to there's a there's a very very vocal minority, and even even on Twitter, nothing's ever unanimous. So like at best you're getting what amounts to like six percent of the public opinion that you can guarantee on Twitter yelling at you about something. It's like not it's not we're not our brains aren't built to take in this much information and to hear what people are thinking about us all the time it like makes us crazy yeah i I just i mean this is why i'm just like let you know fuck it enjoy your twitter guys there's a reason why i steer clear of it minus the only thing i tweet is fuck joe rogan um lastly but not leastly at superfan lily oxeth says 14 minutes and 55 seconds into episode 193, which is Snitch, I had to go hold myself in the bathroom because I was laughing so hard at Aviv's problem with the big feet on the dead girl. And it was it was almost one in the morning and poor Gareth just wanted to sleep. I mean, Lily, you... Her feet were so fucking big. Here's the thing. I It didn't stand out to me when we were watching it. It didn't... Like, it really... you. You really she, got it stuck in your like crawl she there. Was, she looked like she was wearing like snorkeling flippers. They come on, man. They could not have been that bad. And even if that's the case, like what? What of it, man? She doesn't I'm have anything bo- to I'm do. I'm body with. shaming this this mannequin. That mannequin had no say in those feet. Yeah, can't do anything can't make, about it. Can't make fun of things that people can't change about themselves. So that's all the mailbag that's fit to mailbag. If you want to cancel us, cancel us at SVU Podcast, which is the no, no, official... No. Can- sorry, sorry, excuse me. Cancel us at Kevin P. Flynn yeah, or Kevin- at... <laughs> cancel us at Joe Rogan. 